Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren. Apologies for getting the podcast up a bit later today. I had a busy morning uh, with the day job, contrary to what you might think. This is not the sole focus of my day, although I wish it was. That would be pretty sweet. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Again, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find uh, this and all other Locked On podcasts wherever you get uh, your podcasts from, whether it be Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, etc., etc. Today, uh, the Bruins are set to take on the Winnipeg Jets at home. The Jets are coming off a overtime win over the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. Uh, so hopefully they'll be a little bit uh, tired coming off the back-to-back. Uh, but um, yeah, the Bruins have made some lineup changes, and we'll get to that in a moment. We'll also take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Probably a bit of a shorter episode today. Uh, but, uh, Hey, that's the way things go. Sometimes, uh, I mentioned the Bruins hosting the jets tonight at TD garden coming off one of their best all around games of the season, uh, in a six, two win over the predators the other night, they're hoping they can build on that effort. Uh, 14 players registered a point in that game. There will be some lineup changes and that's partly due to the moms, uh, are back in attendance tonight, they came with the Bruins from Nashville back to Boston, and head coach Bruce Cassidy wanted to get uh, all moms a chance to see their boys in action, meaning Joaquin Nordstrom is in and David Backus is in uh, for Brett Ritchie and Par Lindholm, respectively. Um, uh, Backus has set out the last three games as a healthy scratch. Uh, he'll return playing alongside Coyle and Danton Heinen on the third line. Uh, as we mentioned the other day, uh, Richie played well against Nashville, and I thought he'd be back, but I guess the mom thing is a bit of extenuating circumstances. Um, yeah, he felt it was just right to get all players on the roster into a lineup with the mom still in town. Um, Cassidy added, we always want to do what's best for the hockey club first, but we just felt like that was the appropriate thing to do. Richie, unfortunately, comes out. They play similar games. He had a really good game against Nashville. A little unfortunate timing, but if he carries that over, he'll be fine. He'll get his opportunity. Dave is certainly capable of doing things Richie can. Hopefully, he can carry over what happened the other night. It is a bit... Yeah, a bit odd seeing as though Richie did play a pretty strong game for once and the Bruins kind of appeared to turn things around in um, the game against Nashville. Uh, Backus, you know, hopefully can bring a similar effort. Uh, He watched that game closely, obviously. He said they were impactful in the game, meaning the trio of Heinen, Coyle, and Richie. He said, I'm going to get an opportunity tonight, so try and continue that sort of role. Get on on the forecheck. Do what I do. Can't try to do what Richie does, even though we're similar players. Got to do what I do best. Try to make an impact with whatever opportunity I get. He hasn't played in 10 days, so he'll have that extra energy and also uh, the motivation of playing in front of his mom. Uh, always exciting, he said. It's been a little while. 
So I'll probably be the freshest guy out there. I want to use that to my advantage. Hopefully get my legs moving, start skating, hold on to some pucks. Uh, so yeah, that's one of the bigger changes for the Bruins tonight. There's also some question on the blue line as Tori Krug did not skate on Thursday morning uh, due to an illness that he's dealing with. He's there for a game time decision, experiencing a touch of the flu, so he got to stay home. Uh, it's go- been going around the lineup. I think that was mentioned after the game against Edmonton. Stephen Kampfer is expected to slide into that role should Krug not be able to go. Uh, Zdeno Chara is dealing with some residual effects from his jaw procedure. Uh, he did take a punch there during a fight with Yakov Trenin in Nashville on Tuesday. Um, he had a, he did have that follow-up procedure earlier, had another one on Wednesday to drain an abscess and should be good to go. Although probably dealing with some discomfort, um, and Yaroslav Halak will get the start. So that leaves the lineup with the top line as usual. Bjork back with Krejci and DeBrusque. Heinen, Coyle, and Bacchus, I mentioned. And then Nordstrom, Corrali, and Wagner on the fourth line. We'll have Chara, McAvoy, Moore, and either Krug with Carlo. And then Grizzlich with Kampfer. If uh, Krug can't go, then Moore will... If Krug can go, sorry, Moore will slide back to uh, the third pairing with Grizzlich. The other side of the ice will be the Winnipeg Jets. I mentioned they had a 4-3 shootout win over Toronto on Thursday night. Uh, they are finishing up a four-game road trip on which they've gone 2-0-1. This is their third game in four days. Um, so hopefully they can take advantage, like I said, of a kind of a uh, tired group here. Uh, Charlie Coyle said you still have to be worried about that, you know, uh, they always have pretty decent starts because they're kind of in game mode. Uh, Bruins want to be able to start well. Play a team that may be fatigued, especially as the game goes on. We play simple, make them work in their own zone. The Bruins have come out hot recently, uh, scored first. Uh, some games they've given that up. Others they've been able to hold on, particularly against Nashville the other night. They were able to hold on, so hopefully they can uh, get off to a good start tonight and um, yeah, just keep their foot on the gas for the whole 60 minutes. Bruce Cassidy of the Jets said they've got their top guys that are always a threat, meaning, you know, Mark Scheifele, Blake Wheeler, former Bruin, Patrick Laine. Their D is probably a little bit underrated, Cassidy mentioned, uh, led by Neil Pionk and Josh Morrissey, uh, with Jacob Truba having moved on to the Rangers, Dustin Bufflin out with the suspension. Uh, ankle issues. Uh, they lost a lot of guys, but they're hanging in there mostly because of Connor Hellebuck. He's been doing a fantastic job for the Jets, putting himself in the Vesna conversation. Um, not sure if he'll get the start since he played last night. Uh, they're a team that works hard. Cassidy said uh, people weren't sure when they lost a lot of their back end, especially with Bufflin, but they've done a good job. Uh, so basically, yeah, the Jets continuing to hang on despite uh, some big departures and issues with the roster. Uh, as I mentioned, Connor Hellebuck has been uh, almost an MVP type level for them. The Jets are currently in a wild card spot in the Western Conference. And again, uh, I'm not sure if we'll see Hellebuck tonight or Laurent Boissois 
getting the start for the Jets. But either way, it, it won't be an easy out for the Bruins, despite the fact that, uh, you know, they're coming off the back-to-back. And um, even with Brassois in net, it's always uh, a challenge in today's NHL. Um, no question. So that's the view coming into tonight's game against the Jets. Again, the scratches, Par Lindholm, Brett Ritchie. For the middle part of the show today, I thought we would uh, take a look at the candidates for the Atlantic Division last man uh, vote for the All-Star Game. I mentioned the other day, as much as we love Patrice Bergeron, I think it is best for him and for the Bruins if he gets the uh, weekend off. The Bruins will be on a pretty extended break during that time, not only with the All-Star break, but also their bye week. Uh, I think they'll have something like 10 days off over that stretch. Uh, We do not want Bergeron going to St. Louis in the middle of that. uh, He needs the rest and uh, make sure that he is, you know, ready for when this team needs him the most. So who should Bruins fans uh, paper the vote to get there? Um, My suggestion would be as follows. Let's go over the candidates first of all. We have Rasmus Dahlin from the Buffalo Sabres, Dylan Larkin from the Detroit Red Wings, Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers, Max Domi of the Montreal Canadiens, Jean-Gabriel Pajot from the Ottawa Senators, Steven Stamkos of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's rule out some players pretty quick here. Uh, First, let's strike uh, Dylan Larkin from the list. Obviously, the uh, Detroit Red Wings are awful this season. It's bad enough that Tyler Bajuzzi will be there in lieu of someone more deserving like uh, our own Brad Marchand. You know, the reason Bertuzzi is there in the first place is because all teams require at least one representative. The Red Wings are on a historically bad pace so far, so it doesn't really make sense to reward them with another appearance. Another player we can strike off the list very quickly is Max Domi. First of all, he plays for the Canadians. Why would we ever vote in favor of rewarding that franchise with anything. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much the only reason not to. And second of all, you know, doesn't seem like the greatest human being in the world. So let's just scratch that Domi off the list. Um, So that leaves Dalin, Barkov, Pajot, Stamkos, and Marner. I'm going to strike Pajot off the list as well. Uh, Senators, also pretty bad. And also, he's a potential trade candidate for our Boston Bruins. So along the same lines as Bergeron, uh, we want to have him well-rested for a possible playoff run. If he's traded between now and then to a rival team, then vote for him. But for the time being, let's keep Pajot uh, nice and rested as well. Honestly, I'd vote for Barkov because he is a deserving player. He's got, um, you know, the credentials to to back it up. 45 points. He's kind of a Patrice Bergeron light, if it's not too irrelevant to say that. Also, the Panthers are um, a dangerous team in my mind if they can get into the playoffs. 
and if Sergei Bobrovsky can find his game. So uh, any chance of wearing Barkov out and getting the Panthers out of the playoffs, um, I think, is a good thing. So if you want to vote for Barkov, go ahead. Rasmus Dahlin, yeah, it'd be fun to see him play. I think it would be a, um, you know, not really very detrimental to the Sabres, who are probably outside of the playoff picture no matter what. Um, it would be cool to see a player like Dahlin uh, on that open ice, uh, maybe feeding Pasternak some up ice feeds in order to get him some goals so that he can win the MVP um, in St. Louis would be pretty cool. And uh, so, yeah, I think Dahlin is a good vote. Um, just out of spite, my two guys that I think we should vote for are Steven Stamkos and Mitch Marner. Talked in recent days about how both of those teams in blue are quickly catching up to our Bruins. And if the Bruins do indeed fall back to second place, they will play one of the Lightning or the Maple Leafs in the first round of the playoffs. So along the same lines as to why we don't want Bergeron there, we do want uh, Stamkos in particular being an older player and Marner Sure, he's got that youthful energy, but um, you know, all um, events that could either wear them out or reduce the amount of rest that they get over the break is uh, fine in my books. So, vote for Marner, vote for Stamkos, vote for Barkov, vote for Dalene, just for entertainment value, but. Barkov, Stamkos, and Marner for sure, just to um, try to neutralize any threat from, uh, not neutralize obviously, but you know wear them out at the very least and don't give them the rest that they will need down the stretch a la Patrice Bergeron. As we do every day, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Austin Matthews scored in that loss for the Maple Leafs last night. He became the first American-born player to score 30 goals in each of his first four NHL seasons. Uh, He reached that milestone by scoring twice against the Jets. Um, I think he's the only active player to achieve that feat, uh, apart from Alex Ovechkin. Uh, We all know that Austin Matthews is just a very uh, talented goal scorer. And he is probably the biggest threat to uh, take the goal-scoring lead away from David Pasternak. In fact, heading into tonight's game, uh, Pasternak remains in the lead with 32 goals through 44 games. Austin Matthews now has 31 goals through 45 games. Uh, Nobody else has uh, more than 26, including Jack Eichel, uh, Nathan McKinnon, Alex Ovechkin, um, and then Leon Draisaitl with 25. So uh, Matthews, Pasternak, the only two players this season to hit the 30-goal mark. Um, Pasternak has one game in hand on um, Matthews, uh, and it should be uh, a two-horse race, it looks like, down the stretch, unless somebody else can get uh, super hot. Leafs defenseman Morgan Riley also admitted he's been playing through a lower body injury this season. I don't know if that came up in light of the fact that he was pretty uh, 
well embarrassed by Connor McDavid the other night. Kind of convenient timing that way, but something to keep in mind as we move down the stretch and with a potential round three of Boston and Toronto in the first round if Tampa Bay can um, pass both teams. Um, uh, a good news item from Minnesota where wild defenseman Matt Dumma, he donated $11.2,000 to help with Australia's wildfire situation. Uh, he spent over two weeks last spring touring the country per TwinCities.com, and he credits the experience with helping him mentally overcome an injury that cost him half of last season. Uh, so that's a pretty cool thing that um, yeah, Matt Dumba has done. Just um, terrible thing that's going on over in Australia, and it's nice to see some um, NHL players getting involved with those efforts there. Let's move on now to some uh, rumors du jour. According to Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, uh, he says, or he wonders, I guess, if general manager Marc Bergevin of the Montreal Canadiens will look to move some of his uh, more established players uh, in advance of the trade deadline. Uh, he recently you know, signed Ilya Kovalchuk with the belief that uh, they could rise up back into the playoff picture. It doesn't look like that's going to happen, but um, there could be other players that would be moved. Uh, Thomas Tatar, Jeff Petrie could bring in some nice returns. Um, it's possible they could look to part ways with Arturi Lekkinen, uh, other depth players like Nate Thompson, Nick Cousins, Brett Kulak, even Kovalchuk and recently acquired Marco Scandella could have some value if they play well in the next couple weeks. Um, what else do we have going on today? The New York Islanders are dealing with a long-term season-ending injury, Achilles injury suffered by Adam Pellick. Uh, you don't replace a guy like that at the deadline, Lou Lamorello told the Athletics' Arthur Staple. Um, so that might affect kind of their um, mentality heading into the trade deadline. Uh, Staple suggested Guys that the Bruins might be interested in, like Tyler Toffoli, uh, Vladimir Vladislav Nemesnikov. Again, just a lot of um, moving pieces as we head into trade season. Uh, Elliot Friedman, he dropped his 30 thoughts the other day. He said um, a lot of things, really. The Penguins are in the market for a replacement for Jake Gensel. We've already talked about that. The Predators could become a seller if they fail to gain ground in the standings prior to the deadline and under new head coach John Hines. I think uh, we mentioned that as well yesterday. So, you know, a lot of teams right now are determining whether or not they are buyers or sellers. I think it's safe to say there are a few clear sellers already in the Red Wings, Devils, Senators, uh, the Kings probably. The Anaheim Ducks are probably in that boat as well. It looks like the Sharks are falling into that territory now that they have lost Logan Couture for an extended period of time with a, an ankle injury. So there could be some interesting movement that way. I would love, love, love to see Joe Thornton uh, brought back into Boston for one last cup run. Uh, but that's probably wishful thinking. I don't know if he has an appetite to leave or jump ship. Uh, but, you know, there's teams like the Canadians, Blackhawks, Rangers, 
predators, sabers, all um, seemingly outside of playoff contention that may, um, you know, um, serve as teams that Don Sweeney wants to to give a call to. Um, So, yeah, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. Uh, Quick and uh, dirty one today. We'll be back tomorrow with um, a recap of the Jets game, maybe a look at the uh, top five teams in the NHL, some other things as well, heading into the weekend uh, with uh, another game coming up on Saturday. Uh, Thanks so much for taking the time to listen. Thanks for, uh, yeah, just subscribing and downloading every day or even a few times a week. It really means a lot. And um, I'll be back again tomorrow. You can find me in the meantime at ENC McLaren on Twitter. Follow the show at uh, LO underscore Boston Bruins. And please uh, tell anyone in your life who loves this team about the podcast. Uh, Word of mouth is really important to spread the word. Enjoy the game tonight. Hopefully it's a win over the Jets. And uh, talk to you again tomorrow. Take care, friends.